Welcome to The Father's Heart with Tom Clark, better known as Papa Tom. We were talking in the last segment with Donay Clement Petroska about the January 6th in situation, I'll call it a situation, event. Maybe it's an event because I want to, it's not an insurrection, they portrayed it as an insurrection. But the scripture tells us to not be unaware of the wiles of the enemy. And the wiles of the enemy was to take that situation and they already intentionally paid people to be agitators. They look for photo ops. They, they took out 10,000 National Guard was supposed to show up. They wouldn't let them be there. That was totally orchestrated to create a situation where they could uh, accuse people of being terrorists who they weren't to take away their constitutional rights. But the whole purpose of the whole thing and what developed afterwards was the purpose of creating fear in the American public. That was the intention. And so if you listen to anything about January 6th, whatever that is, is, just bear in mind that the enemy's intention was to cause you to be afraid. Do you agree with that, Danae? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because now... If you question them, you could be called a terrorist. Anybody who questions anybody in leadership right now, oh, you're a MAGA extremist. Mm -hmm. You're a Christian a white nationalist. nationalist. The white supremacist. Supremacist. There are all these different labels they put on people. But most of us don't even know what the heck they're talking about, what that even means. Mm -hmm. But if they make those labels and then they can justify whatever they want to do. So then... People now have it in the back of their minds that if we try to go to our capital, because that capital belongs to the American people, they had every right to be there. If we go to our own capital and ask for accountability, if we try to protest or stand up for ourselves, we're called terrorists and we're going to be treated the way they treated the, the, the Islamic extremist terrorists, the jihadis. They're making it look like it's no different. That's right. At them, the, the pro-Palestinian fools out there shouting from the river to the sea, and they have no idea what they're talking about. Um, you can see the 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 outrageous hypocrisy of it, mm -hmm. because we saw in, in 2020 what they did across this country, burning it to the ground. Mm -hmm. And every and then you had the people on CNN saying, "Oh no, it's mostly peaceful." You remember all this, yes. And so, in contrast, if you look at those two. You look at the summer of 2020 and then you look at January 6th, it's so outrageous. You can see that the goal and intent is you be quiet and do what you're told. Mm -hmm. And if you speak up in America, I can't believe I'm saying this about America. It's so shocking. If you speak up, you're going to be afraid that you're going to be called a terrorist. And, you right. know, your average person that has a regular job that just has their little family in America and are trying to. That's the majority of Americans. Don't, you know, number one, we weren't paying attention to the politics at all. And so I think it's been a big wake up call to everybody that we need to be not only paying attention, but we need Christians um, and people who are filled with the spirit to be a voice in there as well. And that's so crucial that we that and this is what General Flynn talks about and has taught us about from the very bottom up mm. that we start putting ourselves in there and being more. Um, active, and mm -hmm. that is what the other side doesn't want. They don't want us to be active. And so they're trying they to don't want us to know what's going on. They want us to be afraid, and we need to just stand up. We need yes, to stand right. up and take simple tasks. We're going to go through this in a moment and bring into the simple tasks that we could do in America in 2024 to overcome the fear. 
every time you see things, you know, the term fake news media has been used. It's worse than fake news media. It would be maybe not so bad if it was just fake news media, but the news has been used as an instrument of the state to cause fear. It's not just fake. It's it's um, state media. Like, state like media. It's, it, it, yeah, it pro it's a propaganda tool yes. to create fear. One of the people we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit later, uh, Roger Stone. Uh, the whole incident where he was arrested at like two o'clock in the morning with like twenty SWAT team members, and they notified the media ahead of time that they were going. This is no they way. could take pictures, right? And they arrest him, a handcuff of him, and then you know the charges against him were outrageous again charges, which is totally untrue. But it was all for a photo op. All these yeah. indictments against uh, Trump, right? Like a, a hundred. Yeah, allegations, a hundred different, you know, indictments or whatever it is. And and the the, the Goebbels effect, which is the German Nazi guy, who would say, well, maybe he didn't do all hundred, but maybe he was responsible for ten of them. It's like a watering down effect. And he must have done something wrong or the government wouldn't be doing this because the natural instinct of Americans is to trust the government. Right. And they want to trust the government. They've been taught to trust the government. But our government has been captured. Yeah. And it's been captured. The deep state is real. Evil yeah. is really operating through the government right now. And its purpose is to take away our freedom. Yes. Tyranny is, exists in our country right now because there, there are people pushing the levers of power to create tyranny. Yes. And they've, they've flipped around our founding fathers where government was supposed to be the United States for America, right? United States for America, small U, small S for America. In 1871, they switched that around and became a corporation, United States of America, a corporate entity. And instead of the government being for the people, we now have the people for the government. Mm-hmm. That's and, exactly and that's right. completely the opposite of what it was. It's ungodly. It's against the heart of God for America. It's against the covenant that we have from the Mayflower Compact yes. from 1620. It's against everything that uh, is part of the fabric of being in America. Yes. And I know you're from South, the South, Af South Africa, right? Yeah. South Africa. So it was my whole family. My dad was South African, my mom, and we we immigrated legally mm -hmm. um, in the early 90s. Uh, but you can appreciate what it is to be an American and understand the Constitution and what it was designed to do, protect the rights of the individual. My mom and dad made sure that we understood that. Yes. What it meant to be an American and how, how, how lucky. No, I don't want to say lucky because God sent my dad to America. He He you know, South Africa was our, our home, and we did love South Africa. Mm -hmm. But my dad's heart was for America. Um, uh, he used to travel here first and then move. We moved. Mm -hmm. And uh, becoming a citizen was the proudest day of his life. He wore a three-piece suit. My mother, I mean, they were dressed like they were going to the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And they went in for the, the swearing and ceremony, and everybody else was dressed normally. But they were so proud sure. to do it and, and, and understanding the freedoms that are here, that as an American, you can wear an, an hij a hijab yeah. and you can go out and shout from the river to the sea and you can criticize the government all that you want and you have the freedom to do that in America. 
You know, I have a good friend. Do you go and try and do that? What a lot of these people are out there protesting Mm -hmm. and shouting and screaming in the streets about, I'm very angry about the pro-Palestinian thing. Um, But a lot of the people that are out there doing that, you know, I was saying to my husband last night, why don't they go to Gaza then and do something? Yeah, I know, I I get it. And so you can see that even even in their protests and as they shout and scream about how terrible America is, they could not do what they were doing anywhere but here. That's right. This that's another irony, right? Yes. Um, I have a good friend from uh, South Africa. His name is John Watson. Uh, he's the head of Vine Song, and uh, that's one of my good friends from oh, uh, South funny. Africa. South Africans pop up everywhere. Even Elon Musk is a South African. Yeah, and uh, Rodney Howard Brown, I believe. is. Rodney Howard Brown was my dad's very good friend. Really? Oh, my dad helped him when he first, when he started his very first church. They were around the same age, and my dad led worship, the very first service at his very first opening of the very first church. Hmm. Rodney Howard Brown, and he was a dear friend of my dad's. Loved him. They knew each other um, all through life. They knew each other, and Rodney Howard Brown was arrested for keeping his church open. Yes, during COVID, I get that. And that's because he and my dad were there in South Africa fighting apartheid where they were having, they they were part of the first multiracial church under apartheid in South Africa where they defied the law and they said, anybody of any race can come to church and we're not stopping them. And so the government would come in and spy on them. They were arrested. They were beaten. Some terrible things happened to our family mm-hmm. for simply defying those laws trying to 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 stretch what was allowed there as far as freedom. The other and person I know uh, much much Rodney better Arbonne was the one arrested because he was there getting arrested in South Africa under apartheid with my dad. Yeah, the other person I know from South Africa who also is in the office of prophet is Vaughn Hutchinson. And do you know who he is? Well, I don't. I don't. Know. Well, Vaughn Hutchinson's good friends with Rodney Howard. Oh, Ryan, my mother might know some of these people because I'm a generation behind. So there's some of the people mom would know and then maybe I wouldn't. Yeah, he is older and he's uh, uh, he's got a church in uh, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Cool. But that's that's a whole nother story. Let's go back to the story about the two prophecies that you showed in the Tulare, uh, California meeting with um, Reawaken America. The first one was with Clay Clark or Mr. Clark, actually, tell us, tell our audience about that and how the Lord showed you what that prophecy related to. Yes. So when the 2016 election happened, I had a number of things my dad had prophesied starting in 2007 about Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Trump would be a trumpet, Mm -hmm. which he was as soon as, I mean, as soon as he got into office, it was like a loud noise and everybody's attention was drawn over where it needed to be, which is what was going on in our government. So he was a trumpet. But he, he prophesied a number of other things. He tra- prophesied about the wall. He would build the wall of protection around this country. So there's your border, uh, how the econ- economy of this country would change drastic- drastically. He prophesied 20,000 um, on Wall Street and many other things. Uh, but I think we have to take a break. So maybe we come back and I'll finish. Yes, we need to take a break here in a moment. But I want to clearly focus on two of them, one having to do with a Mr. Clark, who for years I was thinking in my mind, was I the Mr. Clark? Because my last name is Clark. And you clearly showed how it wasn't that. It was Clay Clark. And then the second one's with the stone. And that's the most important thing, which the most important segment is going to be the one we come back. Because we're going to deal with the stone, how God's going to use the stone. Just like David used the stone to take down Goliath, 
God's going to use a stone to take down Baal and the evil yes. powers and principalities of evil. We'll be back in a moment with Danae. We're back with Danae Clement Prochuska, and she's sharing with us the two prophecies that really struck me from that Reawaken American tour, the one with a Mr. Clark and the other one with the, the little stone and how God's going to use these, particularly the latter one, uh, for 2024, both of them actually, for 2024. Yes. And they share the story about uh, Mr. Clark. I think it was in 2014. Was it 2014 or 2013? 2013, actually. 2013. So we have this accumulation of prophecies about Trump, and amongst them was one where he prophesied, and it was strange because he wasn't actually prophesying, he was speaking, and out of nowhere he just got this. Mm -hmm. And he said, there's a man named Donald and a man named Clark. Mm -hmm. You're both watching me, and you're asking, is God speaking to me? Yes, he is. And then he went on to prophesy about the American flag and how you're proud of your nation. Mm -hmm. You're a very influential person. You're mm -hmm. both watching me, but there's an influential person who ended up being Clay Clark. And then he said, at the end of that prophecy, which was a very short prophecy, he said, and when it comes time for the election, you will be elected. Now, during 2016 time, we all thought he was talking about, my dad was prophesying about that. And by then, my dad was very, very sick. He passed away two weeks after Donald Trump was elected. Mm -hmm. And so we could not get insight from him because he could not speak um, anymore at that, at that stage. And so we assumed, who is this Clark? And I remember, remember Sheriff Clark was that yeah. around. Yes. I thought, well, but it doesn't make sense. Why would God say that? And when were they watching my dad? It didn't make sense. And so I just thought, well, this is something I don't understand. I'll figure it out later. Well, last year, Clay Clark, who didn't meet Donald Trump until last year, I believe, uh, they didn't actually meet each other until then, went and sat down with him, with Donald Trump in his office. They were both sitting next to each other on a couch with a laptop in front of them watching that prophecy. Mm -hmm. And there my dad prophesies. There's a man named Donald and a man named Clark. You're both watching me, asking, right. is God speaking to me? This is amazing. And Donald Trump at that moment looked at Clay Clark and said, is he talking about us right now? And Clay Clark and his wife, Vanessa, said, yes, yes, he is. And so at the end of that prophecy, dad said, and when it comes time for the election, you will be elected. And he, would, he said it that firmly. Hmm. But what we need to realize is that Clay Clark and Donald Trump had not met each other and nor were they sitting watching him together until about nine months ago when they sat in Donald In 2023, Trump. which is 10 years after your father saw the vision. They not have been prophesying 2016 because none of those events had happened, which helps you understand how intricately God works with prophecy because my dad didn't just prophesy vaguely. He mm. actually saw a moment in time. Very he specific, ended, very specific. He looked and he saw like a tunnel through time. There's a man named Donald and a man named Clark. You're both watching me. You're asking is God speaking to me? Yes, he is. When it comes time for that election, you will be elected. Yeah. That's, that's shockingly amazing, that's shockingly specific. Because dad actually prophesied from Maricopa County that he would have two terms. Yeah. The worst county in the country. <laughs> right. so all the counties he could have been into. So yeah. where he would prophesy from was just as important sometimes yeah, sure. as what he was saying. Let's move on to the second one, because the second one I think is really, really key to helping overcome fear in America. Tell us about the stone. Okay, so 
Um, on February 22nd of 2014, dad prophesied a lot. And if anybody has not seen that prophecy, you can go to the Kim Clement YouTube channel and you can find it. Look for February 22nd, 2014, watch all of it. But in that prophecy, he was talking about, uh, he was prophesying about Donald Trump. And he said that he would hold up a simple stone and that uh, I think he said people would, would laugh at him or mock him. Yes. Um, but uh, the, he, and then he was very particular about saying, remember the name. Stone was the name. Stone. Now, if you look at Roger Stone, if it had not been for Roger Stone, Donald Trump would not have run for president. Mm -hmm. So this is going far back now into, you know, mid to early 2000s. Roger was trying to, to convince Trump. We didn't find this out till later to, to become president. Mm -hmm. And so that part has been played, but it's not all done because it all has to do with a plan that we're in the middle of that prophecy. Um, um, God said the plan is so brilliant. It could only have come from me. Yes. So we, we hear about the plan. We've heard the plan through all of this experience. We don't know what the plan is. And you've got the cue and cue and the, the, the plan and trust the plan. Isn't it interesting that that would be? But yeah. God said his plan mm -hmm. would be so brilliant mm -hmm. that it could only come from him. And I think the Lord is going to give us a piece, not the whole plan, but a small piece yes. of the plan. And because when I watched you present that, God began to speak to me. And he said, you got to get to Danae and she will get you to Roger Stone because what the founding fathers had for us to overcome tyranny, it was a key to it in the election process. And that's the secret ballot. And the simplicity of it is so simple because many parts of the country, the world, like in South Africa or other places, when you vote, people know who you vote for. Yep. Evil has deceived us subliminally, subconsciously. They make us afraid to vote. They make us afraid to vote because people are afraid uh, if they find out who they vote for, that information will be used to harm them. It'll be used against them. That's what the whole January 6th thing was about, it's, right? It's portrayed subliminally and so forth. However, in our system, when an American citizen puts in their ballot, their name is not on the ballot. That's why nobody knows who you vote for. Now, when you register, you could register as Republican or Democrat or independent or unaffiliated. And I personally am going to go unaffiliated because I don't want them to know anything about me. That's what my mom did. Yeah. And I, that's personal, but you know, my point is the registration has your name and you has your address, but the actual ballot itself does not attach to your name. That's why audits really don't help you because they don't know who you voted for, which is actually a good thing because our founding fathers knew if the ballot was secret, people would not be afraid to vote. Yes. The ballot is secret. That's the truth. Yet the people are being made to believe a lie. And the lie that comes from evil is that people find out who you vote for and therefore they're afraid to vote. That's why you have statistics that says there's 20 to 30 million Christians that don't vote. There's 65% of eligible voters don't even register. It's all because of fear. So if you want to do your thing or your, thing, your action step, there's one takeaway of an action step that any American can do in 2024 
to stand up against tyranny, to exercise God-given freedom, which comes out of the heart of God the Father. Freedom comes out of the heart of God the Father. He wants us to be free, just as your dad taught you as a little girl when you were four years old, right? He describes yes. that God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, yes. love, and a sound mind. That, that communication between the heart of your father and you as a four-year-old girl is the same heart that comes from God the Father to each one of us. I did not give you a, a spirit of fear or, or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Right. I've given you the gift of America. I've given you a gift to the Constitution. I've given you the gift to the founding fathers who did what they did, not just against England, they did what they did against tyranny. Yes. To, they want you to be free. That's why everybody in the world wants to come to America, because they know in their heart they can be free. And yet the Americans in here are, are being bombarded by all these sources from the media that are painting pictures of fear Mm -hmm. Stop them from voting. Yes. Stop them from being the people that God wanted them to be. So we need to start. Actually, God initiated this already in, in the state of North Carolina. I have one potential candidate actually understanding this. But the Lord spoke to me to get the message to Roger Stone because he would understand how to use the power of the secret ballot to speak the truth so people would register. The purpose of that is to get 20, 10 to 20 million more people registered to vote in 2024, to overcome the fear that people are gonna find out who you vote for. Register to vote, and then vote your conscience. Vote your conscience. Go unaffiliated, vote your conscience, or what you believe is right, so that we, the people, can take back America, like yes. God designed us to do. So that's, that's, that was what God was speaking to me, and that was what takes that prophecy away, not takes the prophecy away, but takes the prophecy that God gave your dad in 2014 and catapults it 10 years into the future in 2024, the year of the door, where we are right now. So what are your okay. thoughts about that, Danae? Well, the thing is that, you know, um, uh, if you think about what he, you know, the, the whole purpose of it, you know, of, of the prophecy and why and and, and, and all of that, you can understand now why God would need to use that, that gift so that we could see clearly and move in a direction that is united because the thing that they've used against us is division. They cannot, other nations cannot defeat America militarily. And one thing my dad prophesied was that there was a nation itching for a new kind of war with America. And that's what we're witnessing. It's not like the wars before. This is a war on our minds. Yes, psychops war. Of confusion and psyops and things like that, where it's, 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 it's a war on all of the American people in a new way. And so God is taking us through a process of how to deal with this new warfare. And he's actually having to guide us. God's having to guide us through. There's no other way. What's the last word you can share? What's the last word you can share with our audience about going to the house afraid. today? Do not be do afraid. Do not be afraid. If I could share anything, do not allow fear to overcome you because your enemy will know it. Don't be afraid. You follow your heart. You do what God tells you to do. And become active. Don't sit back. Faith is action. 
And so whatever it is that you can do and you go to God yourself and you ask him yourself and he will show it and reveal to you. You simply ask. And that is that is the one thing that if I could tell anybody. Take action. Let God guide you. Thank you. Thank you.